Hey everybody, Matt Camp here with Deal Machine. Uh, we're proud to team up with Tom Zeeb here to give you guys a ton of free stuff. So our goal here is to give you the free toolkit to get out there and start finding off-market deals. Um, we're proud to say we're the highest rated and most reviewed app out there to go find off-market deals. And we've had over 10,000 deals done using the Deal Machine app. Now, when you download it, you can get it for free at tomzeeb.com slash dealmachine, and you'll get a seven-day free trial with that. And jumping into Deal Machine, you'll be able to go out there, start driving for dollars, start pulling lists, start finding the most motivated sellers in your market. And then you can start marketing to them directly. You can skip trace, you can send them postcards, you can knock on their door. There's a variety of things that we can help you out with using our technology. And then from there, you can actually evaluate the deals, You know, comp it, use our AI assistant to help you out there as well. You really to get the full toolkit to go from you know having no real estate experience to landing your first deal using technology. So it's tomzeeb.com slash deal machine for that free trial. With it, if you go through that link, you're going to get $30 free in marketing credits that cover a couple hundred free skip traces or 50 free postcards, give you everything that you need to start reaching out to sellers. So um, get out there and happy deal finding. The assess the living, that's, that's really brought a lot of joy with helping elderly persons who don't have people around to help them. And even if they do, you're helping their family to take care of their loved one while they have are growing and building their family. And that's really been the most humbling part of all of this, the, the assistant living part. Real estate negotiation is a mystery to most people. It doesn't come naturally and it isn't taught in school, yet it's the key to getting what you want in business and life. If you're ready to learn the art and science of effective real estate negotiation and want to learn what it takes to become a successful real estate entrepreneur, then you're in the right place. This is the art and science of real estate negotiation with your host, founder of Traction Real Estate Mentors and president of the Traction Real Estate Investors Association, Tom Zeeb. Welcome back to the art and science of real estate negotiation podcast with Tom Zeeb. Happy to interview one of my students who's been very successful the last couple of years. Her name is Valerie. Valerie, how are you? I'm good. So Valerie, tell me, introduce yourself. Tell me a little bit about you and what type of real estate investing you've been doing. Okay. Well, I've been investing for numerous of years. I guess I started maybe back in, I got my first property back in 99, maybe. Yeah. Uh -huh. And it was just slow. You know, I would just acquire a property here and there as I could afford it, as I could finance it through the banks. And then as years went on, I wanted to turn that up and I got involved actually with the club before you. I joined and then you took over that same club. And so then I joined the I still was coming to the club meetings, you know, periodically when I could, life would gotten away. But it wasn't until I actually joined the rapid cash generator yeah. that really kind of just, I took off from there. And I, I just actually just attended. I, I just made myself disciplined that I was going to, at that time, I think you were having them like two or three times a year, I forget. And I just made it that I was going to come every time you had an in-person. And then this was prior to COVID, of course. And then every time we met there, I took my notes. And then I said, by the time we meet again, I think it was every three months, four months, something like that. I was going to have those certain steps that you had identified completed. And once I got signed up with VA, what is it? VA for REI? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Once I got signed up for them, 
they started helping and then I was doing my mailings and it just works. It just, <laughs> it just works. Well, it's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of things to unpack there. So you started using a virtual assistant. That was what VA for II was. And that, mm-hmm. that improved your what efficiency? Getting Response. Yeah. Efficiency because, you know, and I'm still working too, full-time job, but you know, now we're remote working so that's much better but at the time you know time was of the essence I didn't have enough time so yeah once I dialed into that and I kind of got a system going that it could just repeat on its own then that's really when I started to see success got you and you were in an earlier version of my program the the rapid Uh I've transitioned all that to right the total traction program the intensives are the in-person meetings the the implementation sessions occur every month on Zoom. So let's turn the clock back a bit. You said that before that you were struggling to be consistent, but then you used my trainings to get some consistency, to have a deadline to work towards. So what changed for you once that happened? Yeah, the phone started ringing. And yeah, that's basically it. And then I continued. I used to, at that time, we were coming into the office. So and at that time, too, you know, your old system had the CDs. So I would listen to those every day. Like every time I would get in the car, I would just listen to that. And I just, you know, repetition just kind of built in. And then before I knew it, I was responding as you taught us and wasn't even trying. It was just like already there. Wait a minute. So listening to my audio trainings again and again, eventually it became part of you and became part of the way you talk to people. Yeah. And then, you know, I found that I was at different stages of the business. So when I would listen to the tapes overall, you know, listen to first time and you kind of, it's a lot to take in. But as I moved to different stages of my business, I would repeat listening to those tapes because you would listen, you would hear it in a different way. You had a, a different ear. It's interesting. That's kind of like reading the same book years later. It's a little bit yeah. different because <laughs> yeah. one thing has changed. You've changed. You get better. Yeah, excellent. So one thing I've always tried to do is make things more evergreen rather than current events, because current events get out of date and are no longer interesting. But basic, solid training is evergreen. The skills you need again and again, those aren't going anywhere. Nope. Nope. Interesting. So what types of real estate investing deals are you doing? What did you choose to focus on? Wholesaling and uh, I'm yet to have, I'm supposed to be focusing on wholesaling, but it seems like every deal I come across, I end up keeping it. So, <laughs> but that's my goal now. That's my goal now. By the time we meet again, I think you're coming back to the area for a meeting, I think November, yeah. October, whatever it is. By the time, by then, I want to have had my wholesaling. I want to actually have wholesaled the deals. <laughs> Here's the thing. I know I love wholesaling. It's my favorite exit strategy. But no one else is obligated to do the same exit strategy. If you think about what I'm really teaching you is marketing and negotiation. And then you choose which exit strategy works best for you. So it's okay if you're not doing wholesaling. You can, what have you done? Have you rehabbing? and Yeah, buying? rehabbing. Buy and hold. I do the furnished rentals and assisted living, all of which came through your courses. Now, let me talk about that for a minute, because I don't specifically teach midterm rentals and I don't specifically teach assisted living. Other people do. And so talk me through that. Well, I met 
Al Williams through your meeting and I signed up with him. And so he mentors me on the furnished rentals. And then I met Jean, who since passed and through your meetings and their group mentored me through the assistant living and purchasing and yeah, and getting going. Yeah. So you have <laughs> other coaches for those specialty niches and other coaches that are experts specifically in those specialty niches. So yes, I introduced you to them, but you also said at one point, it seems like my system has unlocked your success in those systems. So what? Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. even when I got involved with both of them, I initially, I mean, I used the same marketing and tactics that I learned in your system with doing that, because I still had to reach with the furnished rentals, for example, I still had to reach out to landlords because I was basically subleasing from them. And yeah, I had to use the same taxes as I would. I mean, I even had to negotiate rents. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so all of that, even, you know, the technique of you telling us when, you know, when they give a price, you like, ooh, like you flinch. And I was doing that even, I found myself doing that even when I purchased the assistant living, even that whole, the, I sent the letter, like you tell us, I just got a list of existing assisted livings and I put a letter together and I mailed it to them and they responded and I purchased <laughs> from that letter, the same letter that I used to get the other properties. I just changed the verbiage and the same uh, letters that are in your system. <laughs> Yeah. So you're taking my letter and, and my marketing approach and it. Tweak, tweaking it. So mm -hmm. instead of I want to buy your houses, I want to buy your assisted living facility. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly what it hit. Yep. Interesting. And flinching has done you well, along with yeah, the rest sure of my negotiation training. What would you say it, if I asked to come up with a dollar value? Like what's been the dollar value? How much money do you think you've saved from applying my negotiation principles? Oh, wow. A lot of dollars and a lot of time. <laughs> I mean, essentially, I would have had to learn all of that over time and through trial and error. With your system, I just followed the script. I mean, it was just like that. I just opened the book and I followed each exact step, as you said, and that brought the success. You know, Valerie, I tell a lot of people to just, you know, read it, listen to it, learn it, practice it, use it, apply it. And, wow, like magic then, watch what happens. So a lot of people don't or they don't believe. So why are you different? I guess you just, you have to want it and you have to, I mean, that's what I wanted. I wanted that freedom and just being in that environment and just when we will meet and we will come to the meetings, it's like you're in the same environment with people who also want to do that. That's like-minded because before then, I didn't really have somebody to come to, to bounce ideas off, to ask things. And that's what the club did for me, the membership. Put yeah. me in front of folks who I could talk to and I can reach out to and then have a mentor. Yeah. It's nice being around your own your own people that way. Because real estate, yeah. it's not a, you don't walk into a coffee shop and have it be full of real estate. <laughs> you don't walk into the supermarket and have it be full of real So you come to groups like mine so that you are surrounded by like-minded people that actually understand that the way that we're a little bit weird as real estate entrepreneurs? Yes, yes, yes. So tell me about some of your deals. What's been your biggest deal today? In terms of the buying holes or what do you mean? What's been my biggest deal? Oh, How what, so? You see that you're down two tracks. Your buying hold is one track and your assisted living is another track. So what's paid out the best for you? Oh gosh, I can't even say. I think they all equally have. I mean, they really bought some cash flow. Just, um, yeah, cash flow, especially the 
because I was actually able to use some of those monies to loan to the assistant living business to do some improvements there. And it was just straight cash flow from the furnished rentals. Gotcha. So cash flow for one working business. capital. Yep. Working capital. It produced working, working capital, capital for the other. And I just took a loan from one business to the other business and just paid it back. Gotcha. And then improving the other business, which is improving the cash flow coming out of that as well. Yep. What's that changed for you? What's it like having good cash flow now? It's nice. I mean, it's really, it's nice. You can do some things that you, you know, you might have to put off. You could do those immediately. And, you know, depending, I'm not a loan person. I don't really like to take out loans. So that really improved my being able to finance my own things. Yeah. What types of fun things have you done with the cash flow? Oh, you know, I've always just taken trips and going to look at properties in other countries and, you know, just getting my my retirement plan in order Mm -hmm. so I can really be free. What's that security feel like? Because that that wasn't something you had before. No, not to this magnitude. It feels good. It feels good that, you know, you put the work in and you can see the fruits of your and then have the fruits of your labor. Yeah. And enjoy them. Nice to have that. Especially the assessed living. That's that's really brought a lot of joy with helping elderly persons who don't have people around to help them. And even if they do, you're helping their family to take care of their loved one while they have are growing and building their family. And that's really been the most humbling part of all of this, that their assisted living part. Nice. So you're mm-hmm. finding a satisfaction, like a deeper meaning beyond just the awesome cash flow. Yeah, it's just like, you know, you're doing a good deed for somebody and then you, you know, you're being returned with with that and seeing their families, how they appreciate you. And then you're still making money <laughs> as well. Funny how that can work, right? Yeah. And then, you know, I have a staff. I never really wanted a staff before. I never really wanted to be in a position to manage people. But even that has turned out to be <laughs> not so bad. How so? The relationships and just keeping everybody in a team environment and just keeping the end goal of we're here to serve the resident. And it kind of keeps all of that other little commotion out of the way because just stay focused on serving the resident. Every move we make, everything we do is to benefit the resident. Yeah. And you keep that focus in mind. You keep that mission and goal in mind. And everybody's happy. It makes everything run smoother. And yet you still make a killing on cash flow. <laughs> yep. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. I think, look, if there's a stereotype out there that investors are big, bad, evil, awful people who just take and take and, and give nothing back to their communities. And is that that's not what you're finding at all? No, no, I don't. Even when you flip houses, even when you, especially when you flip houses, because you're making, you're taking a home that's in the community that could be an eyesore for those living in the community and you're bringing it up to value with the community. And and people love that. And then you're helping people out of situations. You have people who couldn't afford a house or, and got in a bad situation, got a mortgage, and now, you know, they don't have anywhere to turn and you're helping people. Yeah. You're not just out there. I mean, when you're getting compensated for helping, it's no different than someone working at the Red Cross. They're being compensated to go out to serve a disaster. Bingo. It's just the compensation level is quite different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Interesting. And are you finding it 
in the different types of deals that you're doing? Are you finding the reasons like you just rattle off a whole bunch of reasons that motivated sellers, those are classic motivated seller reasons that they you know why they're selling their single family property. But are you finding those same reasons of people who sell what can become a long-term rental or Airbnb style rental? And are those the same problems that happen with assisted living sellers? Yeah, they're tired. A lot of them are just tired and they want out. You know, they've just, they've put their time in and they're just looking to get into other things and they're tired. Because even when I purchased assisted living, she, that woman I purchased it from, she had been in business for 40 years. Okay. Yeah. So she started when she was like 18. So she was ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's nothing specifically wrong with the business. It's just very natural for a human being to get a little. Yeah. Everybody wants to retire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they need somebody like you to come along so that they can retire. Yeah. Yeah. And quite honestly, I don't think that I would have had the stamina to have started assisted living from scratch, meaning just going out, finding a home, building, getting a house together to for state approval. It was just much easier to send a letter and have them respond. I mean, I bought the whole shebang, the facility, everything in it, <laughs> the systems, everything. So now I'm just coming through and just tweaking those systems to put out what I need to it to put out versus what she had put it putting out. And all of that came from finding her via taking one of my letters, modifying it for that specific target. That's it. That's it. Yep. I found a list. I built the list. I marketed to that list. I had several phone calls. The reason I went with her, I mean, I, I got a lot of phone calls. The reason I went with her facility, or I only was, I was looking for those that are all on one level, and most weren't all that responded weren't all, all on one level. But yeah, and actually, I started off with the probate list. You had suggested doing probate list, and when persons were responding from the probate list, I was going out to Ramblers. And so I was trying to acquire those properties, but you know, probate at the time was very competitive. And so I just wasn't able to get one of those properties. But that's how I actually, so when I started doing the probate, I was like, you know what, let me try this same tactic, but let me find another way to build a list. And that's when I went on the state of Maryland's healthcare quality, where they list all of the providers. And I just mailed the, actually the list gives the address to the facility. And so then I skipped trace the owner's name. I went on the Maryland's database and I looked up who owned that particular facility? Where was where was the mail going or the tax bill going for that facility? And I mailed to there as well. And so that's it worked out. That's it. That almost sounds so basic. <laughs> yeah. And I actually and for the even for furnished rentals, I went on Craigslist. I put advertisements on Craigslist and people started responding from the Craigslist. I mailed them to their address and private owners, because at first I was looking at all apartment buildings. And so it was large ones. And then I started targeting the smaller units that were private owners. And they were the ones who actually I've done the best with getting pricing on and moving into their buildings. And that was another letter or email. Actually, I just emailed them and just, you know, same fashion. So what's the marketing magic? Is there a secret to it? Because you got to do it. You just got to do it. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not hearing a specific magic. All I'm hearing is that you actually implemented 
and you stay consistent at it. That's it. I had gotten a large board. I think one after we used to meet in Tyson's, I think on, on my way back from Tyson's on that Sunday or something, we got out a little early. I stopped at Staples and I got a big board. And when I came home, I just wrote down everything. I think you told us like the frequency and it was broken down to the point where you were like tired landlords, mail them, like put them on a slow drip, like mail them once a month and then put them on a slow drip every six months. I literally just wrote all of that on my board. I wish I was home because I still have a little corner of it. And I had that. I had the probate. And you just basically told us how many times to mail them initially and then how long the duration of the slow drip was. And I got started picking up condos and just all types of calls. It's classic that <laughs> when someone listens and then they implement, it works. When I have people say, oh, I don't know why it's not working. It's not working for me. They're not doing that little bit of effort at the beginning, that ounce of effort. I mean, is it took some time and some effort for you to research those owners, to skip trace those owners, to bother to send them a letter or email them, but then it paid off. I mean, how much time do you put into that? I mean, and now it's gotten, I mean, that was some years, you know, a couple some years back now, especially with COVID, it's gotten even easier, especially with the deal machine. I mean, that's just like, I'm literally just ride down the street and see a house and can take the picture, send the postcard and all of that right from my phone. Where before I used to have to write the address down. Hopefully I didn't write it on a napkin. It blow out the window or something crazy. And then I had to get back home. I had to sit down. I had to pull it up. I had to do the research. I mean, deal machine was just like right there. It's that made it really a lot. automated. Yeah, it, it automated it a lot. Automated your marketing. So deal machine, if people aren't familiar with it, is a program. You can use it on your computer. You can use it on your phone as an app. And when you're driving around, it shows you who owns a property, lets you take a picture of the property, send a postcard with that picture on it. I mean, that's not getting thrown in the trash. Right. Uh, a picture of somebody's own property. And so you drive around and just look for properties that fit you and then tag them in Deal Machine. Is that? Yeah, basically, I said, like, so I just kind of work it into my routine. So like on Saturday mornings, I'll go to the pool and do water aerobics. So when I leave from there, I'll spend an hour. I'll just drive out an hour and just ride around and just have it tracked and just take my pictures and then get everything can be done right in there. You can skip trace it right there to tell you if the mortgage is assumable and just I skip trace it and then I give out you know, set it up on the automated mailings, and then I get the VA to start calling them. Bingo. Uh, <laughs> I'll put a link, you know, for other people that are interested, I'll put a link to Deal Machine. I do have a special offer with them. They double they double your credits during the free trial, get things moving. I've also got some extra bonuses I add in. That'll be in the show notes, as well as you can just go to attractionrealestatementors.com slash deal machine and be using the same thing that Valerie uses to find deals. Yeah. And the VAs, they have a deal too, because I actually had to, I was working to go back to them because I'd gotten away from them. So I was working to go back and they quoted me like a higher price. And then when I reminded them that I'm an attraction member, it went to like $6.25 an hour. So <laughs> that's even better. <laughs> yeah. You're saving a, you know, a couple, two, three dollars an hour. Yeah. Right? That makes a difference because that's, yeah, that can make a difference though. Yeah, I'll have a link in the show notes to that as well. Again, ask for the Tom Sieb special on that. That's one of the things I've managed to do, Valerie, is you know, when I have you know, students and I want them using the same good things I use, a lot of times I could take that buying power and cut deals with these people to give my students a better than great deal. Yeah, and especially that Home Depot, because I had to actually, I'm renovating a property of mine now. It's been going on forever. But anyway, 
I mean, I really, really saw the Home Depot. I mean, I literally am just buying, getting free things from Home Depot with the just the amount of money that I spent and I'm getting those extra pro spending dollars. I mean, literally just going in the store and buying like $200 worth of things and just hitting my extra pro and it's just free. Even, I mean, (laughs) even the the salespeople are like amazed at how I'm bringing the total down and haven't paid anything. And it's like at the end, they're like, okay, you owe $5.38, like $5.38 after all of this stuff. Just doing it. Just got to use it. Take it. And then there's the 2% cash back. I'll have a link in the show notes about that as well. As a Traction RIA member, you get that. That works nationwide. It doesn't matter if you're specifically in one of my regions or not. But it's, it's a nationwide relationship. It's handled with Home Depot corporate through the National RIA. And so it, it applies It applies literally everywhere. It's an amazing thing. Even, the, I mean, the savings on the paint <laughs> and the appliances. It's just amazing. And it's like a whole different experience ordering the appliances through your membership versus just going to Home Depot. I mean, it's seamless. It's like I could just send an email, fill out the form, and they call and they're ready to deliver. It's just like magic. <laughs> so you're finding that the customer service changes as well as uh-huh. your preferred yeah. traction member. Yep. Traction real membership has its privileges as well, right? Lots of yep. discounts, everything, which is, look, that's a solid savings. You're saving a few dollars an hour on a VA. You're saving an enormous amount on your Home Depot purchases for your rehabs and for your rentals and for your assisted living facility. That all adds up. Yeah, that's why going back to you asking me, like, how much have I spent? That's that all adds up. I mean, I've paid for my system over and over and over again. I mean, I've gotten my money back from the system, from making the investment in the system. And I've really got my money back. I get it. I don't. I don't charge an absolute arm and a leg because I have a different mission, right? I want to meet people like you and change your lives and improve things, which is exactly what you've been going through. But sometimes people still hesitate. So were you hesitant before you signed up with me? I was hesitant only because I had been to so many other types of events and I came across a lot of first guys. So, you know, I've been in this a long time. I was I've even attended the Trump University one when he had his. I've attended... Robert Kiyosaki, when they used to come to the area, you know, they were buying lists too, and they were just sending it to you, I guess, whatever credit card I might have had or whatever. But so I didn't really spend a lot of money before I came to you. I did go to a lot of different events, but when I got to you and it was like, I saw the support. I saw that it just wasn't going to pay your money and you get a phone number or somebody's going to call you or, you know, you call and it, it wasn't that. I saw that you actually had the support. And then, yeah, that's what really sold me was the support and being able to come to the meetings, ask the questions. And then, of course, as we went on, we you know went to Zoom. But, yeah, that's what really sold on me was that. And the fact that, I mean, I went to college and if I spent that money on this, I'd be much further. <laughs> that's just my opinion. I'm not saying college wasn't bad because, you know, you learn a different I learned a lot of things during college, that experience, but the money, I could have gotten further along. I could have done this out the gate. <laughs> <laughs> so college wasn't bad, but Tom Zeeb's training has been better for you. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with the money part. Yeah. It's funny. One thing leaves you with an enormous amount of debt at college, and then my program should leave you with an enormous amount of cash flow and yeah. income and freedom. Yeah, basically. Interesting. 
So what would you say to somebody who is maybe stuck, sitting on the fence, not sure, scared, honestly, to take the plunge to invest in my program? Then they don't want to succeed. They're not trying to really do anything. They just want to be maybe on the sideline and just watch. But you got to get in the game. And that's the best, you know, plan and coach. You know, I even when I was young, I played basketball and, you know, your coach makes the team. <laughs> really. They motivate you. They give you a plan. You go over the plan. You practice. And then you go, go out there and do it, though. You have to do it. I mean, I, I got this. I think when we met last time in Georgetown, I got the supersonic. I mean, I literally. Yeah, look at that. You're wearing it. Awesome. It was a keychain, but I wear this. <laughs> I mean, I literally wear this every day because, oh, God. <laughs> I know I got to get to yeah. the next level. Yeah. Get, so that reminds me that. Every day, I got to get to that next. Uh, I like seeing that as a bracelet. It doubles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, You're, yeah. You need to consider cutting this piece off, though. Yeah, supersonic. Yeah. I think yeah. we've got you almost up to total traction. People aren't sure what exactly that is. When you come into my program, I rank everyone and give you a scale to work your way up. We, we kind of gamify and make it fun to rise up to the levels. And so I have a different color-coded keychain for every level as you've implemented what I've taught you and achieved. In your business, you keep moving up and up and up. And so you're wearing your keychain, your supersonic keychain. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got another level. There's the total traction level at the top, which I think you're probably close to. So we'll find yeah, out. I just have to, uh, I have to leave my job. <laughs> then I'll be total traction. Excellent. Why haven't you left your job? A couple different reasons, especially because we went remote. So it's like yeah, now... You know, it's just it's a whole different, it just changed things, but, you know, I'm still here. So that's the one thing it's, that I need to do. When there's a good reason, it makes sense. I mean, sometimes people are close to a pension or you've got enough time. And like you say, it's not exactly eating up all of your day anymore. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I think maybe the benefits piece, once I work the benefits piece mm-hmm. out, then it's kind of hard to kind of walk away from that benefit piece. But the freedom is nice because, you know, you still kind of have a ball and chain where I think you know, I could be out there more. Yeah, I could be out there more. That would give me more time. That's a conversation we can have. I've had that with some other students where they, the job starts to act like a ball and chain because you could take that time or that energy or that emotion or that, and instead reclaim that energy for yourself, use it to move ahead and do even more in real estate investing. And then, because once you're above, once you hit total traction, I also have a 2X club and a 3X club. So for people that have doubled their money since they've joined with me and tripled their money since they've joined with me. And we've got students at all levels and working their way up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you mentioned that earlier, Valerie, as well, that you started off without a lot of time, a time constraint. You didn't, you might have thought, I don't have the time to do this. How am I going to find the time to do this? So how did you overcome that hurdle? You taught us to, you said to carve out like an hour a day, even if it was a half an hour a day, to carve out some time to just set aside. And then you had gone over, oh, yeah, you also had told us about bundling things. So like if we had things to do, to bundle all of those things as opposed to trying to do one today and then doing another one tomorrow, just just take one day out, bundle all that, get it all done. And so that's basically how I've been moving forward. And I kind of spend a little time on each as if, you know, like I learned when I was in college, you, you know, we had to spend, you had so many classes that you, so many hours you had to do a semester. So you had to break out, you know, how much time you were going to spend on each and then just do things, make things simple, put a system in place and make it simple and just carve out that time. 
And I started with like 30 minutes a day. I made myself do 30 minutes and I worked myself up to so many hours a week. And then when you add in the VAs, you know, you kind of double in that time then. Yeah. Because you're getting more done. You're buying your time back to get more done. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's exactly it. Interesting. Yeah. And, and I did everything. Even the thing from you showed us how to like cut back on our expenses how to cut back on our, this was, you know, way back when I first got with you and cut back on your exemptions on your check. I did all of that. I did all of that to, to get more monies to put. I mean, I did that to just be able to buy postage at first. Excellent. So you reclaimed some of your W-2 income, your nine to five income that's lost to taxes. You were able to take some of my techniques, reclaim that, spend it on postage and get deals, turning it into money. Yeah. Yep. I started shopping at, you know, warehouse prices so I could get, save more monies that way and just be able to plow more money into my business. I even, I took, I cut my cable off. I think like at the time my cable had gone up to like maybe 250 a month. So I was like, you know what? Forget this TV. (laughs) This was before streaming, but I just was like, you know what? Let me take, so I cut that off. That gave me like another 250 a month to be able to put towards doing something. And I was busy anyway, because by then I was reading books and listening to podcasts in the e- or audio books. So I really didn't need the TV. Yeah. Well, it's funny when you can turn your, reclaim your entertainment time and turn that into something profitable and actually valuable that improves you. And now you've got more time. But you know, it's not that you got to give up you know, your fun stuff forever. But right. a little bit of short-term sacrifice, now you have an enormous amount of cash flow coming in, and then you're able to do the trips and the other thing. But that little bit of sacrifice expands massively into a massive amount of freedom. Yeah, yeah. And even coming to the boot camps, I just made that like a fun weekend. I came, I stayed. I mean, I lived locally, but I just stayed. I got in the pool. I mean, I just made it <laughs> a thing, you know, and then you add it where we would go out in the evenings. And so that was a thing within a thing. <laughs> I make them fun for a reason, and they're meant to be social and have a big social element to them because that's one, it's great to be around other people like us. You build some lifelong friendships at my mm-hmm. events, as well as, yeah, at least you still feel like you're getting a mini vacation, mini vacation, and that's unleashing all sorts of goodness in your mind. Yeah. So, and it allows you to like kind of reset and refocus. Yeah. And yeah. rest and get and a rest. rest in. <laughs> yeah. Resting while you're still learning and moving ahead. It's kind of, People almost don't know how can two, what seem like two opposite things, how can those be true at the same time? Yeah, well, it can. But they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very nice. What plans do you have going forward now? What else are you looking to get into? Is it more of the same? Are you you're looking to go in a different direction? What do the next few years hold for Valerie Lucas Green? <laughs> well, I'm looking to build the wholesaling, my wholesaling business. That's what I'm focusing on now, coming around the curb on that. So I can build it and just, you know, stack up some cash and just kind of position my furnished rental business where, you know, continue to build it. And the goal is there is to probably eventually sell that off. And then, I don't know, maybe move to Sarasota. I <laughs> would ah, love to have you here. <laughs> and when you come down for the next event, which you'll you'll enjoy hanging out there as well. It's just yeah, a, I can't wait. I'm sorry I missed it. Yeah, I'm sorry I missed the February, but yeah. Get you the next one. Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we'll have a good time. 
Awesome. With my deal uh, machine, riding yeah. in my rental car, riding around. Yep. But that's it's funny how it works. You wind up everything turns into a business opportunity because you don't care particularly where you invest. Is it all in your own backyard? Right now it is, but I've been wanting to branch out to, but that's why I said I'm looking to build out the wholesaling portion and starting to do some, you know, out of town, but I don't really want to hold property. You know, I'm not anything against holding property out of state. That's just not my thing. That's other people's things. That's just not my thing. So um, yeah, I'd rather just wholesale, wholesale. And if I do hold a property, it'll be somewhere where I can go and visit, you know, and probably spend time there and eventually maybe move there. Yeah. Gotcha. Perfect. So that that's an interesting point as well, because you're in a high dollar area. Yeah, I'm in Arlington, Virginia. Arlington. Yeah, I went to Virginia. You're doing your investing, it sounds like, in Maryland is what you're saying. Yeah, more primarily. And, but I've done some in Virginia, too. More so condos, though. Okay. So Washington, D.C., greater Washington, D.C. suburban area. Okay. And, wow, a lot of people say it can't be done here, Tom. It's too, There's too much competition. It's The prices are too high or whatever the excuse of the day is. And what do you have to say to all those excuses? No, it's proven. I've picked up. Quite a few places. I mean, I've picked up the, I think the least expensive place I picked up was a condo on Duke Street. It was a two bedroom, came with a tenant. It was a Thai landlord out of Texas. He responded to, yeah, a postcard I sent him. He sent me, I had the email on it. He sent me an email and I literally bought that. I mean, we started off at like, I think he wanted 150 and I got him down to like 40,000. Yeah, I think we paid forty one five for it. And I mean, I literally could have kept going, pushing him down. And I know you told us to continue. I failed that test. I failed. I couldn't do it anymore. I was, <laughs> I couldn't. I just was like, okay. That's that's right. <laughs> You're forgiven. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. 41 or whatever. That's an incredible job. Yeah, I mean, and today that same condo, I bought that at the start of COVID. So I think I picked that up in January of 20. And then, I mean, it's literally like worth three something, 400 now. And it came with a tenant. I did nothing. All we did was change names. That's it. All from consistent marketing. Yeah. And applying some negotiation skills. Are they difficult or are they fairly simple once you learn them? If they're a motivated seller, it's not yeah. difficult. Interesting. And I don't spend much time on trying to convince them. If they're not motivated, I just move on. I'll just put them on a follow-up list and move on. And motivated meaning, you know, you're not going to take my house. Or, you know, all of those types of, you know, I'm looking for people who want the help and want to get out. And we work together to do that. Yeah. And it's win-win because they get what they needed and I get what I wanted. and. The community hopefully has a better looking house on the block. For sure. Isn't that interesting that you say win-win? I I know I teach everything negotiation-wise in a win-win. Like we're going to get what we want. They're going to get what they want. And as long as we're not fighting about the same thing, there's not going to be a loser because you can get the price you want and win. They can solve the problems that they need to solve if they're motivated and win. Therefore, it's a win-win, not a win-lose. And some people think that's corny or cheesy or they flat out think it's impossible. Yeah, they do, but it's, it's not. <laughs> they do, <but> they're wrong. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're wrong. Yeah, they're wrong. I mean, you're going to have people who are just naysayers. They're just not going to do it. 
They rather point out all the reasons that it's not going to work. And that's why I'm so glad that I took this membership because I had tried to form investment clubs with my friends and let's go do this. And I mean, it just flopped. It flopped. And then once I started coming, I tried to encourage them to come. And then, but now it's like, well, what are you doing? Tell us the secret. Well, traction, here's the link. That's all I can, you know, at this point, this is all I can tell you because I tried to hold your hand before, but I'm gone now and I really can't just, you know, like, I can't slow down for you to catch up. So, I well, we call it traction for a good reason. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. Valerie, terrific. Super proud of your success. You've done fantastic. Looking forward to even more success going forward in the future. And I thank you for your candor and for sharing an enormous amount of information. People go back and listen to that again and again. They're going to hear a lot of some very deep detail. It might sound simplistic. But some of those simple answers are the only answers you need. That's it. Just got to do it. Just put it together, follow the system and do it. It'll work. You got to stay consistent and identify a, even a small budget, a small budget. Because once you get to your first deal, you can start, you can reset, pay off whatever you need to pay off and, you know, put something to the side to grow. And before you know it, your accounts will be having some high balance in them. <laughs> Excellent advice. Thanks, Valerie. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Your next step is to visit TomZeeb.com. There you'll find full show notes for this episode and all past episodes. Make sure you download a free copy of the Deal Flow Maximizer. This free resource will show you the five key marketing elements to get your first five deals. And if you're enjoying this content, share it with a friend and leave us a rating and a review. We'll be sure to read those out on future episodes.